This is Karen with NewClevelandRadio.net, and it is time for Love Letters Live with Janet Galen. Welcome, Janet. Thank you. May I just forge right ahead? Absolutely. It's your show. So I want to say welcome to Love Letters Live, and today's guest is someone I've been friends with now for, William, I'd say 34 years. Yeah, that's about right. 34 and a half. Pardon me? 34 and a half. I'm so glad you're counting. Okay. Um, So I want to say just by way of introduction, William is and has been for the last 34 years, the head doorman at the Fairmont Hotel in San Francisco. And Williams is the first face you see often when you drive up to the front door of the Fairmont and probably why people come back to the hotel. I wanted to talk to you about uh, changes during coronavirus isolation. And I think people, I hear all over, I'm sure you do too, people's ways have changed, people have changed. What about you? I mean, I know things about you. How would you describe yourself as a man before isolation? If you can, and if you can't, I will. Well, yeah, I was very active. I I went out a lot, you know, I went to the jazz center a lot. I went to the theater. I ate out almost every day. Uh, I was a pretty outgoing person. I, you know, made some pretty, I'd say, flattering guest lists to certain parties and things like that. So, you know, Coming to that's your house that's for that's dinner a lot. And, that's you know, what did you say? Coming to your house for dinner a lot. And it's, <laughs> Thank you. Um, it, was just, it was just a beautiful I, time. I would say that too. I would say um, in describing you, I would talk about not just how social you are, but how adventurous you are in your intellectual life and how, how your cultural life meant a lot to you. I mean, I shouldn't say meant. Um, and how is that? I mean, you know, I've gone to SF Jazz with you. You've come to opera with me. We've done a lot of things together over the years. And social, I want to talk about how that's changed for you, your social life, and how you even see yourself. Well, you know, being in a profession where you're very outgoing and, and uh, you know, my job was one of welcoming people to right. San Francisco. Right. Uh, I really, when it first happened i sort of took the spiritual road and what is i resecrated my transcendental meditation okay uh, you know because i knew it was important that i take care of me you know yeah and so you know i started walking a lot i started doing transcendental meditation of course i started digging in the closets and then i found an electric piano that oh, wait, I had my- okay let's get to that because i want to talk about talents that you talk about that right go into the piano well it kind of you know it kind of all goes together you know the journey of what i call the COVID 19 lockdown so you know you know walking meditating you know just trying to stay up you know and and just taking it one day at a time and of course you got to find things to do so i was cleaning out a closet and saw a piano electric piano i had bought for my daughter maybe 12 years ago and her father had grandfather had bought her one so it was just in there so you know I pulled it out and you know her birthday was on April 18th and I got on YouTube and I learned how to play happy birthday so my birthday gift to her was on FaceTime playing happy birthday to her and I sort of put a hip-hop 
uh, yes. swag no. to it. So that was fun. I, was I was just stunned by that when you said you were learning to play the piano and you had, <laughs> you know, I just never knew you had that in you. Well, not really learning the play, but you know, uh, now I'm trying to learn Besame Mucho, which is a beautiful Latin song. Say it's it called Besame Mucho. But oh, yeah. you know, I'm, just, I'm just trying to learn a couple songs, you yeah. know, not necessarily learn to play the piano. Well, okay, but learning a couple of songs, you're learning to play them. I just think that's astounding. I wonder how many, maybe more people than I realize are taking up instruments, but I think that's great. With and, one, one hand, by the way. <laughs> just with one hand right now. So. That's okay. The point yeah. is, uh, but what's interesting to me about that also, it was for love of your daughter. Trying to get her a, a her eight, it was her 18th birthday. She's graduating from high school, you know. It's, and it, so trying to make the best of the situation. I think that's, so, just, I think uh, that's just great. Yeah. You, you I just, wore a big Afro wig and sunglasses. <laughs> did the whole whole thing so yeah yeah it was fun then i saw which just stunned me because this this i don't know it all it all stunned me um this was a mirror that you had refurbished yes that mirror um and suddenly there's a little martha stewart coming out here well that mirror um you know, Mr. Eckhart's salon. Yes, you used course. to go there in the Fairmont Hotel. Right. That salon was there for 50 years. Right. And they closed about four years ago. Mm -hmm. And when they closed, the owners of the salon, as a gift, gave me a 1940s circa art, you know, art deco mirror. Um, Big uh, thing, right? Regency Hollywood. Yeah, it's 45 inches uh, in depth and 35 inches wide. It's huge in gold leaf. And it was kind of dull. and. And uh, so I got a friend to come over. We got it up on the wall. And then I got into this experience of going to the hardware st store and learning how to prime something and letting that dry and, you know, sanding. So you went to the hardware store with that goal in mind to learn how to do that. Right. And we, yeah, we actually, I was consulting with a guy and we actually did it in brass, even though it looks gold. But, but you know, that, that was fun. And, and so that was... Yeah, it really came out really, really nice. And then my next uh, restoration progress pro uh, project was I have a, a very old antique walnut dining room table. And, uh, you know, I sanded it down and, and I had to learn about mineral spirits. You know what mineral spirits are? Oh, what are they? Kind of like turpentine, you know, after you sand a, some wood down and you put on this mineral spirit and it shows the flow of the grain. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Which I learned. And, okay. uh, and then I stained it. First, I stained it too dark. I had to restrip it and do it again. And it, you know, and it came out really, really nice. So, you know, just trying to do a little bit. Of course, uh, you know, trying to fill up the days. Um, I had a tough time with Moby Dick. It's sort of on and off with that book, you know, trying to read that. Oh, uh, yes. I, I was very excited for it for a while, but it got pretty boring. So, so now I'm reading, I'm reading, I'm reading a book called Past. Did. Yeah, it was just, it, it started off exciting, but then it got a little boring for me. I, I felt that way, you know, a couple yeah. of years ago, I picked it up again and thought, and yeah. I, I didn't relate to it. I mean, I, yeah. I didn't care about him. I didn't care about the whale. I didn't care about him. Well, anything. you know how it ends. Resentment will kill you every time. So there you go. <laughs> right. so it's, 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 I didn't get to the lesson, but okay. Right. So what, are you, what are you reading now? 
a book called Cast by Isabel Wilkerson. Yes. yes. Yeah, it's a great book. Great book. I recommend it for anyone. You want to tell us Well, it's just about how the hierarchy of, of the caste system, where it started, how it began, how it this keeps going on, and, and why we see it today. Yeah. You want to say, I mean, if you can say more about it, I'd be interested. Well, it's just, it just talks about how the system was set up. You know, I mean, it was the hierarchy was set up. What I got from the book was even the Nazis looked at how the uh, slaves were being treated in the South by the overseers. And they kind of drew from that system mm. when they came at, you know, your people, mm. you know. So it, uh, it sort of covers the gamut and how much the lower class in, in, in India is as similar as how they the hierarchy system here in America they kind of intertwine do, do you think that desire to subjugate other people is natural to humans well yes I know it's not natural but it it you know they writ they it was written in legislation you know but it's it was so just, prevalent I mean people keep doing it well it's because it's 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 um like she describes, it's like, you know, people, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a constant drip, you know, yeah. of this thing and it goes on and on and on, you know. Uh, so it's just a very interesting book uh, to come out right now. And, I, and I, it's great reading and it just sort of tells you how it is. Okay, so I, I'm, I'm getting a picture here of my old friend and that is, that you are, you always have learned. You're a natural learner. You have well, I've tried, learned. yes. I, I do thirst for knowledge at times, yes. What? I do thirst for knowledge at times, yes. Well, you know, you do, and then, but then you satisfy it. You know, you're one, of, you're, you're one of the best learners I know, actually. I mean, you do it so actively. And you do that emotionally as well, would you say? I, well, I, you listen. You, you, you take in what friends say, you take it to heart, you're not defensive? Oh yeah, I'm a fair thinker. Uh, there you uh, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm definitely a fair thinker. Um, but, you know, um, I've had some great experiences. You know, my job allowed uh, me a lot of different things that I could do. It, it allowed me a lot of freedom to go to school. Go ahead, course, talk about that. Well, you know, when I was studying at your kitchen table, when I was right. going yeah, to City fun. College, yeah. then, I, then I transferred to UC Berkeley. Uh, I tried law school. Uh, and then, and I then you, were, I, you were working as a paralegal in an, in an immigration law office. That's right. I also worked in, uh, I interned in immigration. That was my last paralegal yeah. uh, position. I did that for three years, right downtown San Francisco. And I also interned in uh, housing rights in Oakland and uh, legal assistance for the elderly here in San Francisco. So you would say, you would say, I'm going to put that in the question. Would you say that you're suffering at all with this lockdown? It sounds like your life is just, except for getting together in large social groups, that your life is- Well, really you, know, I, I, you know, I believe in the concept of acceptance, you know, and, um, 
that's why the meditation, the exercise, you know, um, you know, just enjoying this expanse I have out here. I live in the outer Richmond in San Francisco, which yes. is closer to Ocean Beach. Yeah. So, you know, I have Ocean Beach, I have Golden Gate Park, I have the Presidio, I have shops, mom and pop shops on Clement Street, I have mom and pop shops on Balboa Street. You can get the best drip coffee at an independent store out here. <laughs> and I've even found stores out here that I didn't even go into until this okay, so pandemic. Your, your, what do you call it? Your vista just keeps expanding and expanding. It, yeah, I'm, you know, just a, being, a being aware of where I am. Yes. Yeah. I have a question about the physical you, because you have always been, and I see that hot pink sweater, and still are one of the chicest men around. I, I remember the suit you wore at your UC Berkeley graduation. You do? Oh, yes. Oh, it was, a, that was, it was a, a small plaid, you know, black and white. Oh, you oh know, yeah. Do you remember this? I, well, I remember the suit, yeah. That was uh, yeah. Bill Kaiserman, by the way. <laughs> well, it's a long do, time ago. Do you still pay attention to what you put on in the morning or you're more casual in life or what? Uh, not going anywhere, so. I mean, you know, I've gained a little bit doing this uh, lockdown like everyone else. I tried my suits on the other day. They still fit, thank goodness. Oh, good, okay. And, um, you know, I, you know I, I still like to, I mean, you know, you should just dress up a little bit. It was fun putting on this sweater today to talk to you. Yes, I know, I felt the same about my sweater and necklace today. Because, you know, I, I mean, I, I grew a beard and I, I trimmed it down today. And, and one, of the, one of the things I did a couple months ago was I tried to dye my beard. Oh, my goodness. Talk and about that. And that turned out to be hilarious. I was so <laughs> mad at myself. What did but it after a couple like weeks, you after a couple of weeks, you know, it, it grew out. What was but it like? It, a reddish color? No, it it was black, but it was it, it was it, it was so dark it didn't look real. Yeah. Yeah, you it know, it looked like someone looked like someone painted it on me. So anyway, that is so funny. So I, I learned from that, but you know, there's always a reason for the season. You know, when I when I think about, I've been cycling, and there's a friend of mine who uh, passed away recently, maybe a couple of years ago, who lived on Knob Hill. And he was an avid cyclist. And I used to go visit his ranch in Sebastopol. And uh, Damon Rake was his name. And he gave me two bikes. And I was the kind of person, I would never ride a bike in the streets of San Francisco, you know, with all the traffic. And, you know, there's been a lot of people maimed or even killed, right? And I would never do that. So about three weeks ago, I pulled those bikes out of the garage cleaned them up, put some air in the tires. Now I'm biking in this expanse out here, you know, in the morning through Golden Gate Park and they have streets blocked off down on Ocean Beach and it's a beautiful thing. And, you know, I just never knew why he would give me those bikes. I didn't refuse them, but I knew I would never use them. But there are always a reason for the season. So, so much for knowing, yes. So much for knowing. I, do that. So, I, yeah. have, I have some nevers in my life that have taken me by surprise. Right. I'll tell you what, one of them is, it's so bizarre. Um, let's say every, what, I don't know, 12 years or so, I redo my address book. Mm -hmm. Oh. Yes. I mean, it gets a little, you know, when people have divorced and died, sadly, and you have to kind of redo. So <laughs> I'd say about every 12, you know, and inevitably there is a person or two, well, usually just like one person 
pertaining that I haven't spoken to in like 12 years. You know, friendships kind of fade sometimes, not for lack of affection, but we get carried away on different ways. Like, people I haven't spoken to for like 15 years and the handwriting on the wall was that I'm not going to. I leave them out of my next edition. I just don't right. think so. Yeah. Every single time I have done that, well, every time, it's been like about four times that I've redone. I get a call the next day from that very person. Ah. Telephone call. Hi, we haven't spoken in so long. Call me back. Problem is I can't call them back. I don't have their phone number any longer. But yes, so a lot of those nevers you just shouldn't count on. You shouldn't, especially this is a time where, you know, that all bygones be bygones. And oh, do you have some other people? No, not for me, but I do stand, I have been in touch with some people I haven't been in touch with for a while. And is that um, nice? It's, yeah, it's just nice to check in, say hello, see how you're doing. Okay. You know, because you can think a lot being by yourself. But I have to tell you about my iron skillet experience. Oh, please. <laughs> so in the midst of this cooking, because all I know how to do is make a salad. Okay. And bake chicken. Okay. So I decided I would get an iron skillet and maybe fry some chicken or do a steak or something. And I was telling a friend, oh, I just picked up an iron skillet today. They said, you have to season it. And I go, what do you mean you have to season it? <laughs> I had no idea about this. So I, I seized it, seasoned it. But then I, I tried to cook, yeah, I tried to cook something in it and I used a low density oil. I don't even know oil what well, the, I think I used olive oil on a steak or something, and it started to smoke really oh, bad. Yeah. Oh, yes, it does. It has kind of a quick... Um, yeah, and uh, you have to get oil that's 500 degrees Fahrenheit or something, which I learned. All my smoke alarms went off in the apartment, and I had to run and take them down, <laughs> and I deactivated them. Then after I got the smoke cleared, I was going to just reactivate them, but then I looked on the back, they said, well... If the alarm goes off, take the alarms to the window and let them get fresh air. But once <laughs> you deactivate them, you can't use them again. Uh, but that created an avenue for me to finally use Amazon. <laughs> I had a gift certificate. I just, uh, want, I just want to say <laughs> to the world, you can see why I love this man. There is like no end. Okay, go ahead. Yes, so I had a gift certificate on file at Amazon. And I've never used Amazon. You've, you've never done Amazon? I've never used it. No, I just had it. I just never used it. So anyway, I had this gift certificate. So I got on Amazon and I got the alarms and I put them back up. And uh, but boy, was that a comedy of errors, I tell you. you know, they, they say that about an iron skillet that you have to season it. I had a, um, I got yeah. finally a paella pan. Uh, you had paella at my house, you know, and that. Big, yes. But then, right. I don't know what happens, but they, you put them, you wash them, and you dry them, and you put them away. You take them out next time, and they are totally covered with a bright red rust. Right, you're not supposed to wash them, yeah. Yeah, I talked to a friend who, who still has his mother's that she bought in 1935. Wow, so you just keep oiling it and putting it away? Uh, yeah, I just wipe it out with a towel when I use it. Uh, it's just, you know, I don't use it that much anymore, but it's just things you learn. I mean, I, you know, about myself being in this, um, the lockdown has just been a rediscovery of things, you know, finding things you've had in your apartment forever and, and uh, forgot you'd even, even had it or, or even bought it, you know, so. But, you know, that's uh, where your adventurousness and curiosity kind of melds. 
Yeah, and it's just, you know, um, just looking inside oneself. Yes. Uh, I'm, you know, being part of San Francisco as an ambassador to this city, Right. I am. I'm. I'm worried. I'm worried about the city. Which part are you worried about? I just don't know if we'll, you know, get back to how it was. You know. Oh, so, wait. So you're talking about your actual work life, and, and right. That? Yeah, my actual work life. Yeah, just just how the city was in general. You know. Oh, it's, it's not it's the just, same. It's just not the same. No. You how know? do you see the differences? Well, just just in the people who won't even cooperate cooperate wearing masks, <laughs> for example. You know, that's not the San Francisco I know, you know. This is, a, 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 I, I kind of worked in an environment in the city where they, every everybody wanted everybody to win. You yeah. know what I mean? Yes. And it's just, it's just kind of different now. And I just don't know if it'll be uh, like it, like it was, you right. know, I, I just, you know, for me and, and what I do, you know what I mean? So. But uh, yeah. What about, you know, I, you know what a social person I am also. Mm, I right. love to my house filled with my friends mm. and the people I love. I love cooking for my friends. Yeah. I feel like cleaning up after them. Right. That's the whole thing. Yeah. And now I can't have anybody in my house. Right. And <laughs> so I have set my front little area up, you know, between the gate and my front with chairs. Right. And people can sit like 10 feet apart. And come visit, and I've been doing some of that. Right, and right. I, um, I won't have more than two people over at a time, so or right. some three, but right. to stay really far apart. Most people like to bring their own lunch. Right. If they come at a five o'clock glass of wine. People have brought their own wine. One couple <laughs> brought their own little bag of, of pretzels so they could have an hors d'oeuvre. You know, right. we've right. learned to do, and I have discovered the joy of visiting with only two or three people at a time. Yeah. Well, most of my visits are long phone calls. Yes. You know? yeah. So, or FaceTimes. Right. And, but, uh, you know, I don't, I don't I'm, know. I'm okay I'm, being with me, if you believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. I do believe that. I do believe that. I can see why you're okay being with you. Yeah. Your, your daily life is just one excitement and discovery after the next. Yeah. 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 Well, what would you like to see get back to how it was besides people caring about each other and uh well i i guess you know will, will we ever be able to go back to sf jazz i mean uh, yeah. uh, you took you took me to my first uh ballet i think was it ballet and opera we went to an yeah. opera together yeah yeah carmen right. that was my first opera that's right oh you know, i've been to the symphony i've right you know i've done so much um culturally in the arts here you know and i mean love music i mean i've yes spent so much time at you know venues and i've just when you think back on seeing these great shows and these, these great musicians and what san francisco jazz that was a phenomenal thing what really? they were it was phenomenal all those and all I, those singers have been muzzled. I mean, it's terrible. I know, and I mean that was just one one for the ages. You know, I remember a friend of mine who's a big supporter of SF Jazz and uh, Rick Swig, and he's you know because we went to, to a lot of shows together. And he said, "Do you really realize what's what's happening here? You know, because to have a place like that, a single standing building, yeah, that not only brought great music and great entertainment, but great people." Yes. 
Yeah. And it's just, you know, I'm, I'm going to miss that. You're, you're right. You're, and you're kind of touching on something else that those kind of places like SF Jazz mm -hmm. and the opera. And, you know, I, I once went to a, what do you call it, the Kentucky Derby. Right. And I was struck by the fact that there is not a sour face in the group. Right. Now, you have to realize that these people have nothing to complain about. Right, right. Well, so, there is something about being in an environment that is total joy that joy. is healing and uplifting, yes. Exactly, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, so, I, I want to thank you for doing this with me, darling. This was great. I love talking well, to you. Well, thank you. Sorry for the te technical difficulties. I don't know why my laptop didn't connect. That's okay. That, that happens, and we got you here. So yeah. I, I think, oh, okay, so one thing I got carried away with you, because I'm about love letters, I always have to ask this, if you were to write one right now, who would get it? My daughter. Yes, okay. Do you, have you written to her? Do you write to her? I, I haven't in a long time. Oh, good. Uh, I, have, I have some letters on foul, but I probably would, would write to her, um, I can yeah. imagine how valuable that would be to her right now, by the way, because she has just, like yesterday, started college. Exactly, yes. So, so it's kind of a, an important, okay, I hope you do it. Yeah, I, that, that, yeah. You know, every time I read something I write, I don't, I look back and I go, did I write that? Oh, I hope so, you do more of it. Okay. Maybe I should, maybe I should. Well, thank you, love right, letters. Sweetheart. I'll talk to you later. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Stay thank safe. Stay yeah, up. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you all for being with us at Love Letters Live. And I will just see you next time with another conversation with somebody wonderful. Bye.